Two things happened recently I think might be connected. The woman I've known for quite some time, she contacted me pretty upset just recently and she said that she was pretty distraught because she'd just broken up with her boyfriend. And her first words out of her mouth were, there's just no real men left in the world. Thank you for the compliment. Please continue. And I asked her why they broke up and she said, well, he was just too nice. The relationship became boring. It's like, wow, that's, that's quite the reason, all right? And then I, I was at the DMV the other day, and I ran into a man who had left the church about 30 years ago. And I asked him why he left the church, and he said, well, after Vatican II, they took away all the rules and the regulations, and the church changed its, its teachings, and the religion became boring. Same kind of thing, it became boring. God wasn't really that real to him. So what does that tell us about what it means to be human? I'm going to talk about three things today. Why women aren't attracted to nice guys, how that's reflected in our relationship with God, and how Mary at the Annunciation reveals the proper attitude that we should all have with God. So first off, the one I'm an expert at, why women aren't attracted to nice guys. So women will always say that they want a nice guy, but they end up being attracted to, whether they want to or not, the bad guy. And the bad guy meaning not someone who does bad things or is a bad person, but he's definitely not agreeable. So why? Because women want a man that they can wrestle with, someone they can contend with. One woman came up to me after Mass and she said, I picked my husband because he's a continuous project, and I can never quite get him exactly how I want, but that's what's so exciting. It's like, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Nice guys end up becoming too easy. They roll over too fast, and so the relationship becomes boring. There's a saying, every woman in her lower nature wants a man that she can dominate. But no woman will ever respect a man who allows himself to be dominated. If a woman feels that a man is too easily conquered in their relationship, she loses respect for him. That's because we don't want easy love as much as a love that we can contend with. There was even a test that was performed, and they wanted to, these scientists want to see at what point can you determine when a relationship's bound to fail. And so they had couples keep track of their positive and negative interactions for a given set of time. And this is what they found, that if you had less than five positive interactions to every one negative interaction, the relationship would, would fail. There's just too much negativity. But if you had as many as 11 positive interactions to every one negative interaction, the relationship would also fail. Which is very interesting. They didn't expect that. But why? It was too positive. It was too easy. So it became boring and the relationship became uninteresting to the couple. So what does that tell us about what it means to be a human being for all of us? Because most of us would say that we want problem-free relationships, problem-free life, and yet that's not what we're attracted to. That's why often when we get what we want in life, it becomes boring. Right? Because life is so much more about the process than the product. We were made to struggle in life, to contend, and that's what we're drawn to, the drama of existence. And that's also reflected in our relationship with God. That's why Israel, the people of Israel, literally means those who wrestle with God. We're called to contend with God, to wrestle with His revelations in our life. 
It's not supposed to be easy. And if we think that we want an easy relationship with Christ, we're deluding ourselves. And that's why when we water down the gospel, when we take away the hard teachings of the church or of Christ in the scriptures to make it fit into the world more, what we end up doing is destroying the very relationship itself. We turn Christ into a nice guy and he becomes unattractive and boring. Fulton Sheen once said, the reason so many Catholics end up leaving the faith is not because the gospel we preach is too difficult. It's because it's become too soft. We preach an emasculated, weak Christ, a Christ without the cross. Therefore, the world has no reason to come to him. When, me, when men are weak and harmless, women lose interest. When Christ is presented as weak and harmless, we as human beings lose interest in him. And that's why the most important element of every relationship is honesty. That's the difference. Bad guys aren't bad people. Bad guys will tell you the truth. Nice guys don't speak the truth. Because nice guys want to always keep the peace. And they think by doing that, by never contending, then things are good. But what ends up happening is the relationship becomes like a shell. Right? It's inauthentic. Because the truth causes conflict. And the more you speak the truth to other people, what you really believe, you're going to run into conflict. But that's also what develops a healthy relationship. That's what brings about the wrestling with one another to transform us into what we want to be. And to contend with God, we have to be honest with Him. We have to be willing to wrestle with His revelations in our own life. And that was the difference between Mary and Zechariah. In the face of God's revelation, both of them questioned when the angels came to them. But Zechariah questioned in doubt. Mary questioned with faith. So what does that mean? At some point along the way, Zechariah just became a nice guy with God. He was the high priest offering the highest prayers in behalf of all the people. And yet he was just going through the motions. His relationship with God at some point just became an external facade. So when God actually manifested himself to him, what was his reaction? It was doubt. And that's why God muted him. Because you're going through the actions, but you don't really live it in your heart. You don't believe what you're doing. And that's a great temptation for us as Catholics. Because we, are, we have the gift of the rituals. Right? You should always listen to what people who disagree with you say about you, because nugget of truth. Protestants will say, I went to Catholic churches, and people will just go through the rituals, but they don't have that living relationship with Christ, that contending, because we can just go through the externals without really going to the heart, and we just check off the list. That's why there's nothing more inspiring. Look at how big that confession line in, in the back. Way to go, you guys. That's why one of the most inspiring things is confession. People who go to confession often are those who have a living relationship with God. They're wrestling with the sins in their, in their life, their fallen nature. And that's why God becomes so much more real to them. Because they're encountering him every single day. Mary was willing to wrestle with God. How will this be? Yes, I will receive your revelation, but I'm going to be a virgin for all of my life. So how will this take place? 
And because she was honest with God, because she wrestled with him, she received two revelations about who God is and who she is. Mary was the first human being to ever know that God is Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And in that revelation, she came to understand that she was called to be the mother of the Son of God. And that's what happens when we're honest with God in our life, when we're willing to contend with Him. He reveals Himself to us. And in that revelation, He shows us who we are in that state of our life. But we have to be willing to be honest and contend for that revelation to take place. St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta, she had a very comfortable, good life in the convent. She'd already professed her final vows, inside walls protected from the world. When God, when she had visions of Jesus and Mary calling her to leave everything and go into the slums to serve the poorest of the poor, the moment that she walked out of those safe walls, she said it was as if a light just switched off in her spiritual life. It became pure darkness. She said it felt as if God had totally abandoned her. For 50 years, she lived in that darkness. And she was constantly wrestling with it to try to understand why is this taking place in my life? And in that wrestling, she came to understand two things. That God was calling her not only to share the material poverty of the poor, but also their spiritual desolation, their feeling of abandonment. And then she came to understand that God is the one who so thirsts for souls that he enters into our darkness in order to redeem us from within. That's what happens when we're willing to contend with God in life. We receive the revelation of who he is and who we are in the midst of the very things we're wrestling with. Two resolutions we can take away from the Annunciation. One, be honest with people. We're living in a society that no one tells the truth because no one wants to contend. That's where political correctness comes in from. It's like, I'll just show you the facade, I'll just say the things that you want to hear so that we never have to wrestle with one another. That's why relationships can become very fake and external. You have to be willing to tell the truth and get pushed back in order to have a real relationship. Father Nathan, I like you better without the beard. Okay. Just be ready to contend with that after Mass, all right? I've been doing a lot of it. Don't be silent about your beliefs because of what other people think, because it's the only way that people will ever be able to trust you in life, even if they disagree with you. They know that they can count on your word. So be honest with other people. Number two, be honest with God. And whatever you're going through in your life right now, not on the other side, The the way we contend with God is we encounter Him in the very sufferings, the struggles, the fears, the doubts that we're going through in the present moment. That's why we should never just want to get through Christmas. It's like, what are you going through right now that the incarnation of God in this world can transform your vision of who He is and who you are? There's a saying, the obstacle is the way. God's revelation to Mary seemed an obstacle to her virginity, but it became the very way of her sanctification. St. Teresa of Calcutta, she thought that the darkness that she experienced was the obstacle to her mission, yet it became the very way to her sanctification. What is the obstacle that you're going through in your life 
right now on the precipice of Christmas. Any sins you're struggling with, pains of the heart, drama in the family, physical illness, disagreements with the Catholic Church. The obstacle is the way. Let that be the very place that you encounter God because that's where He wants to find you and contend with you. And in that wrestling, reveal to you who He is and who you are in the very midst of that wrestling. Women aren't attracted to nice guys because they're easy. And women want a man to contend with. We as human beings aren't attracted to a nice, domesticated Jesus because it's easy. And we are the people of Israel, those called to contend with God. God doesn't want to be pleasant with us. He wants to be passionate with us. That's why he became flesh, so we could contend with him. That's why he went to the cross, so we could contend with our sin, our death. That's why he continues to come to us, body, blood, soul, and divinity, right on this altar in the Holy Eucharist, to contend right here and now with us inside of our own hearts, regardless of what you're going through. Because that's what love looks like. That's a real relationship, contending. And if we're honest with ourselves deep down, that's what we're really attracted to. We wouldn't have it any other way. We were called to wrestle with God.